you don't believe in fairy tales, we might see the giant fairy tale of all time. Melbourne scored! Melbourne scored in the corner! One kick, one moment in time. It looks to me as all oh, still work. Wow! He hits it, he's done it! Stop it, Rabs. You light up my week every single time. Big League Magazine. Forget about running to the finals. We're there. Week one of the finals. Qualifying finals and elimination finals. It will be this weekend. It's the Big League Magazine podcast. We're brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Remember, if you have a legal issue to tackle, call Slater and Gordon on one 800 In the house today, Maria Chalice is the editor of Big League Magazine. Pam Whaley is the senior writer. And somehow, finals time. In blows the national sales advertising manager, Bowie Phillips. It's great to be back, Jimmy. It's great to be back. Oh, you've been under an injury cloud. Let me guess. Suspension? Suspension, mate. Yeah. Uh, Bring, bringing the magazine into disrepute? Un- unnecessary contact, actually. <laughs> now, it was only supposed to be one week, but I had a lot of carryover points oh, from last year's Christmas yes. party for the oh. same offence. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah Maria's checking. Look at Maria and Pam just, <laughs> nodding, just nodding, knowingly. Just nodding. Nodding, knowingly. All right, girls, uh, what did you think of the week leading up? It's been, and well, let's describe it as an interesting one thus far. I wish it was happier. Yeah. It sometimes is. It sometimes isn't. It's all drama. Eggs? Match fixing? <laughs> well, let's put them in order. <laughs> and as a result Number one, of that, eggs. We're not, we're put, not it starting, put it in perspective. Not starting with eggs. Um, I think obviously match fixing at the top of the tree. Yes. Um, shoulder charge would probably come second. Maybe close finish with Andrew Fafita. And then eggs is 56th <laughs> on the list, whatever the other 54 yeah. are that uh, run in the middle there. But Pam, it... it it's so unfortunate this time of year. There's so much great footy coming up. Four great games coming up on the weekend, and we have to cover off on this stuff. Yeah, it's really annoying, isn't it? Mm. Just as you said, so many great games coming up, and obviously goes without saying, very important games. Yes. Uh, very historical kind of games as well. We'll bid uh, farewell to a couple of uh, great players this weekend. Mm-hmm. Who knows who? A um, couple of teams are going to make it into the preliminary final. A couple of teams are going to get a shot to get there. And a couple of teams are going to bow out. So I would rather be talking about that than shoulder charge. If I never hear that word again, oh, I will be sure. too happy. But, yeah, match fixing, that's just disgusting and and egging, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about that, but yeah, that is disgusting too. Apparently, they didn't even use any capsicum in the omelets that they were preparing. <laughs> you know hey, terrible, yes. North Queensland heathens. <laughs> I guess up there in Townsville, the sun crime. is going to bake yeah. that egg on. So if that's on your car, that's a lot of paint damage. So and it's just going to stink as well. So and no truth to the rumor that it was Paul Green whose car was egged. Um, he did no hold truth. back. No truth to that rumor. You can answer that phone call when you're in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not answering. Uh, Ready, will be fine. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about what's been happening. Uh, we've got our previews, what's in the magazine as well. We're also going to have a look at our uh, stats, our fantasy football a little bit later on with CK1, Chris Kennedy uh, from the NRL. And we'll also get our fearless predictions and our social media star of the week and a new competition that's starting today as well. So we can look forward to that as well. But uh, I know you didn't want to talk about it anymore, Pam, but I'm going to mm-hmm. make you. Okay. Shoulder charge. Mm-hmm. Jack White in charge, Michael Ennis not, Jack White yeah. escapes punishment. Fair, unfair? How would you see it? I think it was 
uh, I don't. I feel like there wouldn't be a problem if Michael Ennis was charged in the first place. I think that was the thing that caused so much uproar is that if he was charged, then it would have made sense, I guess, in in just like the narrow space of time that it happened in, in between the two tackles, you mm. know, so that mm. one was charged and one wasn't. I don't really, I did, I couldn't really see that much of a difference between the two of them. So I feel like if Michael Ennis was charged in the first place, then Jack White and being charged wouldn't have been such a surprise. So I think it makes sense that he was then let off when he went to the judiciary because there's fair. You could take a number of examples of shoulder charges and ones that weren't, um, that didn't go to the judiciary from this year and put any of them up and he would have got off, I think. Yeah, I, look, I disregard Michael Ennis. Mm-hmm. Disregard all the sort of inconsistencies and in shoulder charges throughout the year. Jack Whiten's, I can't even call it a tackle, mm. shoulder charge. Mm. He never attempted to make the tackle. Let's mm. start there. Yeah, agree. He's put his head in front of the runner, which you just don't do when you're trying to tackle someone. Uh, they've yeah. colli- they've, I think they've collided heads. Yeah, they did yeah, say it was um, very spectacular looking. So that... Was in every definition a shoulder charge. Then why did he get off? Oh, I don't know. I don't oh, know. Whether, the was thing. the video why working? Was the video is... working? Did they actually watch the tackle, or yeah. did they just look at still photos and, um, and see whether his no, elbow they, was touching the side of his body? They did both, um, and I agree with you. Both Michael Ennis and Jack White were shoulder charges yes. in my mind. Yeah. So, so the the problem is that the way the National Rugby League defined a shoulder charge in that. There were three checkpoints that they had to go through. There had to be force. Um, there had to be uh, uh, the shoulder in beside the uh, the arm in beside the the body and so forth. It just made it too easy to escape a punishment because you had to get all those three things right. Otherwise, a defence could walk in there and say, "Well, that's not going to stick." So that's why Michael Ennis wasn't charged. So Michael Ennis mm-hmm. wasn't charged because they had vision of the arm away from the body. Okay. Fine, he doesn't satisfy that. But it's only by your definition because every other definition of that tackle that I saw from Michael Ennis was that it's a shoulder charge. And if we go back to the reason why shoulder charges were outlawed, and that is to protect the player from a concussion, what's the point? Or death. Good point. I said, Whiten's tackle was, again, there could have been so much damage in that tackle to both players, himself, himself included. Correct. And I was under the understanding that that was the exact tackle that the NRL was trying to get out of the game. It's got a, you know, I was talking to someone from the NRL and I said, it doesn't pass the pub test. Mm. And, and, and he said, oh, you can't have people doing the pub test. But you do because the people in the pub are your customers. And as a result of that, they've got to be able to say, you know, I, I used to have confidence that I could look at something and say, Grade two, grade one, um, or grade three. Now, it's like by your definition, you're just making it hard Mm. to enforce the thing that you wanted to do to make the game safer to get more people interested slash playing. Hopefully this is just a big red flag moment where everyone gets in over the off-season and goes, right, there is no more grey area here. You, like, that's why they've, they've painted themselves into a the, corner yeah. because then they've defined everything so damn much. I and agree. then that's yeah. why people get off on it because it there's just little technicalities that you can escape. There's loopholes where uh, I don't, you can, the, the rule should be no shoulder charge and everyone knows what a shoulder charge is and just don't be stupid and don't shoulder charge. But how do you do, how, like, uh, uh, Yeah, I go the other way, Maria. I say more grey area. More grey area. Because you yeah. say... Because you say uh, no shoulder charge. 
if you want a shoulder charge, we'll decide whether it's a shoulder charge or not. Okay, and, yeah. and the match review committee and the referee and the judiciary, there's three elements there that you have to get past mm-hmm. to see whether it's a shoulder charge. Well, you actually don't have to. You can get, just get the match review committee. So match review committee and then independent of that, the judiciary. And if they both – because you can look at it and go, it's a shoulder charge. But at the moment, by the definition that you've provided, it doesn't fit, therefore it's out. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's Wrong. just – it's not even more grey area, you know. It's just more – kind of common sense in it and just trusting yeah. people's common sense, exactly. you know, and just trusting in the process that what, that particular people know what a shoulder charge is because we all do. But now that there's all these rules surrounding it, no one knows anymore. Because if those That's two, right. if those two hits weren't shoulder charges, I absolutely, I do not know what. There was always is. going, when they brought this in, there was always going to be gray areas. Um, yeah. You know, because look, there are times when collisions are made where you do turn your body and, and, and things like that. But again, this... <laughs> That was a shoulder charge, if ever I've seen one. There's grey areas all the way through rugby. How long are you allowed to lay on the tackled player? Mm. However long that referee says yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that, that's that's the point. Anyway, let's move past that because we've got some cracking games of footy. Mm-hmm. Most notably on fr- uh, Saturday night down at GAO Stadium, the Viking. I can't wait. The Viking. The clap. Viking clap. It's I don't know. Good. The players didn't see because they were in the dressing shed, but <laughs> the crowd there, the way that they've engaged the community, I think yeah. that's the key takeout. It was a it was a crowd-led, a fan-led initiative where they said, we're loving this so much, we want to create an atmosphere there. And if you're the club going, go for it. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and we'll support you. Yeah, it's the, fantastic. The yeah. Raiders fans are very active on social media. Yes. They're, they're like a little community in themselves. So if they want to do something, they can get it started. And the Canberra Raiders social media team needs to be commended. I don't know who they've got in there anymore, actually, but it, it, they're fantastic this year. Um, and I think that really helps. Yeah, they're all they're all down there by themselves down there in the yeah. ACT, and I think that that part, that helps the the community, you know, as well. Um, and that that game sold out. That was sold out two days ago, Brilliant. you know. And people are just like, "Where can I get tickets? Where can I get tickets?" Yeah. A guy I know that used to work at the Raiders recently, he can't get tickets. He's like, he's he's isn't got all over Facebook saying, yeah. "Can I get tickets for something? Yeah. Has anyone got any spare ones?" It's just great. Isn't it great? All the bureaucrats down there in Canberra got all that time on their hands, sitting in their <laughs> yeah. little cubicles, and they're very very active online mm-hmm. we love it um probably playing dungeons and dragons as well <laughs> there you go you, you need to update your references <laughs> really dungeons mid-80s. and dragons mid-80s. Huh? Mid-80s. Wow. Mid-80s. pokemon dungeons go and dragons. pokemon go pokemon go then they're not sitting in they're their cubicles the are they're out on the street <laughs> flicking people with things yeah. dungeons and dragons. oh come on mate <laughs> Can I just confirm that I never played Dungeons and Dragons? Okay. Sure. I don't know no about that. Believing it. Oh, yeah. No one's believing it. Uh, okay, Robbie Farah, can we all get a take on what happened at Sunday at Leichhardt Oval? Not the game uh, for any West Tigers fans that are listening. Less said about the game, the better. But the aftermatch with Robbie Farah sitting on the scoreboard and, and by extension, you know, what happens now with Robbie Farah? We think South Sydney. It's just a matter of numbers now. Um, I thought that was just extraordinary, the whole episode. Yeah, I thought it was it was sad. That's what I thought. I wasn't I thought, sure what oh, to take from sad. it. Sad. It was. I thought, weird. but I thought, oh, you know, I can understand why he would want to do that. But then there was, but it just brought a little bit of humanity to the conversation. That's always just been about money, and it's been about power, and mm. it's been about, and it just brought, you know, he's a human being who doesn't feel like he has, uh, he is wanted or needed, and that's pretty tough for anyone to go through but to go through it so publicly regardless of who's right who's wrong blah 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 i, th- I thought it just brought a just a touch of yeah humanity to the situation uh, from what i understand a, a friend of mine is a very good friend of robbie's and he's done it really tough 
Yeah, he's, yeah he's I'm not emotionally been it's been very tough for him. Yeah. And I think yeah. we saw that. I, yeah, I just thought it was strange. I just yeah. thought it was strange. You know, Do you know what those photos though are just going to be so iconic? They're just uh, that's, yeah. iconic that's It's just going to be a moment that people will remember forever, and those photos are just going to be hashed out, you know, forever. Senior writer, ear to the ground, uh, mm. South Sydney, and no one else, or are there other? I know. I think it's just South Sydney. Right. I think it's just. So it's a matter just, of when it's going to be announced. It's just to numbers be now. Yeah. It's just numbers they have. It's going to be sort. weird seeing him in a South jersey. Very strange. Mm. It's going to be weird seeing him in any other jersey yeah. other than a Tigers jersey. Yeah. Um, mm. Look, it's gonna, I don't know how it's going to go. What do you, what do you think? I, I, I actually think this might be the best thing for Robbie Farris football. Yeah. yeah. You know, as in new lease of life. Yep, the other yep, thing yep. is you go in there, you're not the big kahuna. Yeah. Greg is and Sam is. Yeah. And so as a result of that, you fit within those systems. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be the best thing for him. Could bring the best football out in. Yeah. Cameron McGuinness, uh, youngster, might yeah. have to get pushed out if that's the case. It's funny. I, I always thought Cameron McGuinness was going to be, uh, you know, the successor um, after Isaac Luke left. But I don't know. He just hasn't sort of found the form mm. um, that he did when, when he sort of come on the scene. So... Uh, the talk, yeah, I guess talk is that he could be he could be pushed out. From what I understand, um, and this is a personal personal opinion, um, very very fit and good endurance athlete doesn't have that next level speed yeah. that someone like a Damian Cook has out of dummy yeah, half, yeah. and that makes them just so much more dangerous. He's been yeah. playing good football. I, I really like Damian Cook too. Yeah, yeah he's um, a good so it's going to be interesting even with those two as well. So mm-hmm. uh, now before we get to more games, and we'll get through that in our next segment, but uh, just finally here. Match fixing allegations, Maria. Yes. Um, again, it uh, wasn't me. No, right. <laughs> no, no one's Maria, what have you done? <laughs> it is alleged. Yeah. Um, uh, another stain on the gun that they could uh, certainly do without. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, um, well, reading all the papers today, the NRL sort of thought not that it wasn't important, but you know, it's so hard to prove um, match fixing that maybe it would sort of just die down a little bit. And it's not, um, I don't know, it's going to be a very interesting summer. Now this, um, yeah, this is still this is still off the back of what we spoke about earlier in the year. Yes, in yeah, relation yeah, to, well, yeah. Now, yeah. now they've set up a strike force. Strike, strike force and Neralda. Yeah, Yeah, I did think it was interesting. I read a quote um, uh, from Eddie Hayson the other day, and he said something like, "I didn't have much on it. It was only twenty or thirty grand." That's right. And I was like, "You what? <laughs> I I won't even put twenty dollars." I'm like, "Oh, I can buy." KFC with this. <laughs> it's in my back pocket. What are you talking about? What happened to the shop you used to go at Belmore? That wasn't KFC. What no, that, that? that's sushi. That's like sushi. for a, that's like a nice oh, special occasion. Nice, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not like an everyday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, uh, KFC everyday I food. I get a three piece feed. And like, <laughs> three piece feed. I have money in my pocket. Half yet money on that match fixed <laughs> match fixing result. Uh, Pam, your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I just think it's it's horrible, but. The fact that they, um, New South Wales Police, are dedicating time and resources and money to this, yes, it just weathers smoke. They did a, obviously a lot of pre-investigation before yeah. they set up a strike force. So you, you understand they obviously are convinced that there is something there. The mm-hmm. proof of it, it will be much more difficult. If I'm the National Rugby League and to maintain the integrity of your product, it is absolutely vital. I would get Ray Murray in the house because he's yeah. a guy who understands gambling and understands gamblers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's very important that you have someone in there that knows that. Because if you're prepared to put your hand out and take money mm-hmm. from betting organisations, then you have to maintain the integrity of your sport, yeah. uh, even beyond that. 
you know, beyond that because when mum and dad t- and the kids turn up, how do they explain to them, well, I'm not sure he was trying. Or, you know, mm. that, yeah. that is the that. death of your sport. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 That is your death. It year. would be devastating. Would, like I was saying the other day, people who go, go to us, oh, it's just a game. What do you care about the results? It's just a game. And I'm like, well, I've invested nine months in this. Correct. I'm basically having a child. It's the final yes. series. <laughs> like yeah. do not, you know, and years and years and years of support. Yes. For, for you to know that you rock up to a game and, and something underhanded, it's absolutely devastating devastating I would be so upset yeah because you genuinely believe in every game that anyone can win and that doesn't it honestly doesn't matter if it's you know the bottom place team playing the top place team yep. we've seen it on so many different occasions that anything can happen so you you want you want to go in there believing that you, you know you have faith in your players and and I said I've said it before like if I found out that my club was doing something like this I don't think I could support them no. like Imagine I don't think Jeff, I could. It's, it's, you got to separate the club from the individual yeah. true too. but true. like uh, I don't know I would find it really hard Imagine if you're Jeff Tuvey good point. yeah good and point. going are you kidding Imagine if you're a teammate yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah, you've yeah. Got yeah. And you've lost sleep. You've Coach put teammates, in all of this effort. Staff. If we assume that these allegations exactly. are yeah, to true. be proven, so yeah. You, but you make a great point. Jeff Turvey lost his job. Mm. Yeah, Jeff Turvey based lost on, his job, based on and they missed the semi-finals. They ran ninth yeah. Yeah. last year. So I know the decision was made before that, but um, mm. yeah, it, it's got to so be okay. an investigation. He's getting it. He's getting. Oh it. wow! What a, what, for, wow. what a premonition! What a premonition! You got to say it like Jeff. There needs to be an investigation. investigation. Uh, uh, speaking of investigation, I believe they've uh, delved into it um, overnight. It would seem that North Queensland players, including <laughs> international forward Jason Talmalolo, yes, have been caught in Townsville. Uh, they were pulled over for a random breath test, and they were found to have <laughs> eggs. <laughs> and egg cartons, several car, yeah, oh. four and a half kilos of egg carton in their car. Um, that's just Jason Tallow's <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> yeah, he's just late night. He just went out for the late night yeah, snack. Yeah, he's just doing prep coals. for the week. Do they have twenty four hour coals in uh, Townsville? I'm sure they do. Food prep. Um, yeah, so I think we forget um, Jason particularly because he's had such a good career. He's very young. He's twenty two, turning twenty three. Um, you know, we uh, we were all young ones. We don't make the best decisions. Now, great so egging. Great. Isn't it egging great? is great. Oh, I used to love yeah. it. You know, I thought about that, and I, I thought, have about no idea what you mean. Pam Whaley. Sounds like at you. Sounds like Pam used to get egg. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I got a mate who used to do that too, and you're like, oh, that's ridiculous, uh, and it's funny, and it's all wrapped up into one. But yeah. you're not representing someone or something yeah. and yeah. that's the thing like at what point i i get it it's fun and you and i, I you you get spurred on or egged on by your mates <laughs> hey, 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 hey i see ding, what you did there ding. wow um and and you know you just think at what point you go oh probably shouldn't yeah. yeah look he just needs to go to the principal's office exactly paul green's <laughs> office have a sit down have a chat call his mum be like, come yeah, on, exactly. Jason. Get a note sent home with him. Get a note sent in home. In his bag. Yeah. It's more embarrassing than anything, isn't yeah. it? Like, and those under 20 kids are playing is. as well this, yes. this weekend. So, you know, it's, you know, everybody needs a bit didn't of they, I don't know. I don't know. Did I read it that they, they had footage of them walking out of the petrol station oh, with, the, with the eggs? Oh, oh, with the eggs. Oh, it's incriminating. <laughs> who, are they, who are they throwing they them at? They had no defence. Oh, no, no. Good point. Who, who were they? they throwing them at? Uh, Cameron Smith. <laughs> no. No. Um, but the, the guy actually came forward to the police and, and said... Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he yeah, identified yeah. And yeah. They, they yeah. identified the car. I'm watching a show oh on... Oh, God. How yeah. was that support up there in Townsville? I know. Well, he mightn't have known that... And when he looked in, he would have gone, oh! 
Sorry, but officer. How did he these are not the gentlemen. Oh, these are all the car. Yeah, yeah, Plus, yeah, there's yeah, only yeah. four cars in Townsville <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> wow. I mean, a big hello to all our Townsville <laughs> yeah, listeners. I love him. Far North Queensland. Um, here is a final word from Paul Green. In the whole scheme of things, though, let's keep it in context. <laughs> we're talking about an egging here. I'm, at home, we're watching the series Narcos. Uh, which is about Pablo Escobar. <laughs> yes. and, and when you hear this, you think, oh, yeah, the trucks that came in and out of Peru and all that sort of thing, <laughs> carrying eggs. <laughs> but anyway, um, you will hear more about that over the next yeah. couple of days. I can imagine that the Cowboys will not stand down Jason Taumalolo pending an inquiry in the lead-up so. to this Cowboys. I mean, uh, but he'll twice. never be able <laughs> yeah. to look at an egg again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All the jokes from the players when he goes to the omelettes, yeah, uh, the breakfast yeah, the next day, yeah, yeah. Yeah. they'll all be there. Um, it's all here too <laughs> on the Run to the Finals podcast brought to you by the Big League magazine and, of course, Slater and Gordon. Remember, if you've got a legal issue to tackle, give them a call. one 800 Tickets are now on sale for the Rugby League Experience Annual Legends of League Grand Final Cruise. Spend the afternoon cruising Sydney Harbour with great food and drink whilst being entertained by Rugby League legends Tommy Radonigas, Michael Crocker and Mark Spud Carroll. In Sydney for the Grand Final? Why not join in the fun? For more information or to book, call us on 1300 885 718 or email therugbyleagueexperience.com.au. Forget about running to the finals. We're at the finals. It's the Big League Magazine podcast brought to you by Slater and Gordon. If you have a legal issue to tackle, give them a call on one 800 Time now to talk fantasy football, and we do that with CK1, our very favourite fragrance. Hello, CK1. <laughs> just, just on that, I can hear cicadas in the background there. Where are you at the moment? I'm uh, out deep in Sydney's Golden West at the Penrith Panthers Rugby League Academy. Well, I was just out here to uh, have a little chat to Matty Moylan and Bryce Cartwright ahead of their big uh, elimination final against the Bulldogs this weekend. Did you speak to Bryce Reed contract negotiations? I did speak to Bryce Reed contract negotiations, and uh, in classic rugby league fashion, he wasn't giving a whole lot away, but he did <laughs> say he's hoping to stay at Penrith long term, so read into that what you will. Mm, I think that'd be a good thing all around. For sure. Absolutely. Um, Obviously, the name and the heritage and all the rest yeah, of it. So, yeah, totally. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Chris, we wanted to, obviously there's a new competition that starts this weekend with the finals and then so it runs over the next four weeks. Can you explain yeah. it to us? Because we all want to know. It's a brand new competition, so it doesn't matter how terribly you went during the uh, the start of the year and the, the normal fantasy competition, it's a clean slate, everyone starts again, which is great news for probably most of us. Um, it's a $2,000 first prize and it's the uh, it's a match day format, so for the people who haven't played match day before, um, you pick a, a team from a single game with one player in each position, so one hooker, one prop, one second row, one half, one centre, one fullback. Um, there's no salary cap, so you can pick the most expensive player in every position if that is your fantasy. Um, you pick a captain who gets triple points and a vice captain who gets double points. Um, and you do that for all nine games through the finals and whoever gets the most overall points at the end of all that gets $2,000. So, CK, am I flipping through all my big leagues um, to end the season to figure out which player from each team ended 2016 with the best points? Will it be the same scoring system? The scoring system is the same, yeah. So one for a tackle and eight for a try and all, all the rest of it. So you don't have to learn a new scoring system, but just, um, I guess, bear in mind which players are in and out of form and, and don't necessarily go off, you know, season averages and, and player prices and that sort of thing. Okay, well, let's look backwards before we keep going forward. Uh, at the end of round 26, we would have had the conclusion of the previous competition. Chris, you're our expert. We're expecting big things from you. How'd you go? 
Uh, I went all right. I don't think I won any of my uh, work legs because mm. the uh, mysterious man who lives in the broom closet at work that we call Lone Scout managed to uh, end my season in a couple of different competitions, which was extremely frustrating when it comes to bragging rights. But overall, I think I did okay, and I won a few of the public leagues I was in, so it wasn't a complete disaster of a season. Okay, we'll retain your services then on the Big League podcast. <laughs> I've got just myself over the line. <laughs> you, just, you just need just. to not be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Come to me for advice. I'm not a complete disaster. Good tagline, Chris. I, there's a couple it's of players. Be on my business cards from now on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, good, yeah. Chris, there's a couple of players. Obviously, um, I'm thinking Bryce Cartwright, who can qualify for different positions, so five eighth and then second row as mm. well. Um, what do you, What do you suggest in in well in that case in particular? Would you um, select someone? Would you select him for the second row or five eight? Like, what mm. What do you think? Well, it's a good question. There's a few players in those sorts of situations, like, for example, Ryan James in the Broncos-Titans game. You can pick a prop or second row. Bryce Cartwright, you mentioned second row or half. You know, Ben Barber can be a half or a fullback. So, basically, you've got to work out, do you want them definitely in your team or are they going to get edged out in both positions by better players? If you do want them in your team, then who do you have to leave out to get them in there? So, in the example of Bryce Cartwright, if you pick him in the second row, it means no Trent Merrin. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you pick him in the halves, it means no Mason Cleary. So I guess you're picking between, you know, Trent Merrin and Nathan Cleary. So on, on paper, you'd probably lean towards Merrin. But if you think, you know, Cleary might get a try and, and kick a bunch of goals, you might want him and and uh, and Cardi in the uh, in the side if you think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Chris, at the beginning of this season and probably seasons beforehand, um, the first person I usually get, went to was Corey Parker and Paul Gallen and uh, and these big point scorers. Is that still the case? Who, 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 who's your first bit, pick? But, um, certainly not as much. A, a few years ago, you would just pick... Corey Parker, Paul Gallen, and Cameron Smith, and then work out the rest of it around all of them. Yeah. Cameron Smith's probably still in that category, but uh, Corey and, and Gal aren't quite in that category anymore with a lot of competition for spots. In that uh, Broncos-Titans game, if you pick Corey, it means you're leaving out someone like um, Matt Gillett, for example. Uh, Ryan James, like I said, is available in two positions, so you've got to work around that as well. Um, so it's, it's also about picking, you know, what, how do you think the game's going to pan out? If you think the Broncos are going to absolutely um, smash it and there's going to be a lot of tries scored and, you know, Jordan Carr, who's going to spend a lot of time lining up goals and Parker might not have a lot to do, uh, it might not be the best idea. Maybe Matt Gillard's going to bag himself a, a try or two, whereas if you think it's going to be a big grind in the middle, um, Corey Parker coming towards the end of his career might sort of grow another leg and, and make a lot of tackles and maybe he's going to be the best option. But, yeah, certainly not the must-pick that he has been in seasons past. Chris, so if you take Cameron Smith out of the equation, who's your who's the first person going in your team? Who should we all have? Mm. Well, I mean, it, it's sort of game by game, isn't it? So you, you, you sort of work out who the competition is for each individual match. Um, I think Cameron Munster doesn't have a lot of competition for, for spots in that particular game in the fullback role. Um, I think uh, James Graham doesn't have a lot of competition for prop roles in the um, the Bulldogs-Penrith game. Um, someone like, I guess in, in the Raiders game, you got two standouts at centre, so you've got to flip a coin between uh, Leilua and Croker, but you've absolutely got to have one of them in your team. But... Um, yeah, just pick the guns, I guess. Uh, given the fact you are out there at Penrith, uh, a little bit like in the uh, the mounting enclosure, have you seen any players that you looked at today and went, "Yeah, they're looking good"? I think I think I think they're a fantasy pick. Well, having just stood in front of uh, Bryce Cartwright, I always forget how big he is until I, uh, I see him in the flesh. But I think he's primed for a, for a big one. He's looking very fit and ready to go. There's a little bit of a, a rumour that he left um, he left the last game in a sling, but I think that was just a bump because he was looking red hot today. Yeah, all right. Speaking of red hot, that's you, CK1. 
Not disastrous, I think. Kind. <laughs> not disastrous. Kind. Straight on the business I'll be card. I'll red and hot if I stand in the uh, if I stand in the sun for too much longer. All right. Well, look after yourself. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, there's the insiders for you for uh, the new NRL fantasy uh, competition that starts with the first week of the semi-finals. Good luck with that, mate. And we'll speak again next week. Thank you very much. I'll speak to you then. There he is, our very own CK One. Welcome back to the podcast, brought to you by Slater and Gordon, one 555 Now, before we get into uh, a week-by-week, game-by-game, what's happening in the big league this week, got to tell you about our new competition, uh, what you have to do, and by the way, the prize, unbelievable, valued at $2,160, including GST. Don't know why we have to do that, including GST. <laughs> Sounds like you, National Sales Director. <laughs> it wasn't, actually. Fair, fair uh, 2016 Grand Final Experience, it includes Platinum Category Reserve Seating, for two people at the 2016 National Rugby League Grand Final, two not, not one, two not. Really settle in like you're going into camp uh, for the Grand Final uh, and two nights and a Rugby League experience gift. Uh, so it's a great prize uh, to win. Well, you have to keep listening to the podcast. Yep. There's going to be a code word somewhere in the next three weeks. Somewhere someone will say the code word. What's the code word? Don't know yet. Haven't really no. thought of it. But it will be the code word. And once you get uh, get that code word, you've got to email bigleague at newslifemedia.com.au. How easy is that? Not very. <laughs> Big league. <laughs> Big league at newslifemedia.com.au. Don't worry, we'll be putting that email address out there everywhere yeah. uh, across social media. Uh, it'll happen in the, uh, the first three weeks of the semifinal series uh, and then you'll be able to prepare yourself to come down for the grand final or come up, depending where you're from. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Obviously, everyone's excited in this room about that. <laughs> All right. It's a great now, prize. <laughs> now, let's get to what's in the magazine uh, this week. Big League. Uh, tragic finals performances. The top eight. Gee, what a surprise. It's Poor old Paul Carriage there at number Paul one. Carriage. Um, it's great. It makes you cringe even oh. just reading it and remembering all the all the bad things that people have done in finals games. That Manu one, he made five errors, Manu Vadovai, in that game. Oh. Sean Kenny Dow was that last oh, year? Oh, yep. Yes. Oh, that was a shocker. Was yeah. Steve Maven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you'd remember that, I Bowie. remember the game. <laughs> I was there. Were you? I was there. Oh. I was in year 10 at high school and I got the time out and we went, went out to the game oh. and it was like, Wow, he's not playing so well. Yeah, and then he had to listen to the rest of it on the radio on the way home. Oh. He, was, uh, he was out. Uh, he, after 16 minutes, he was replaced by George Piggins. He was in the dressing room. He was showered. He was out by half time, and he was in a pub somewhere in southern Sydney, the Botany, the Botany Hotel, um, old and a beer bloke, before so, the yeah. end of yeah. the game. Tough time. Great man, Stevie Maven, too. Yep. Uh, and if he's listening, a uh, big cheerio to you. But, uh, yeah, you feature in the Big League magazine. Sorry. Top eight <laughs> what else is in there? Who else have you slandered in there, Pam? Anyone? That's I didn't slander oh, not one yeah. person. Um, but we spoke to Ricky Stewart this week about the Raiders. They have um, the Raiders have a combined sixteen finals games worth of experience, and the Sharks have one hundred and twenty six, wow. I think, mm. or one hundred twenty three. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's massive advantage to the Sharks this weekend. And how everyone talks about, oh, you know, the finals are a new game, yes. and, uh, and things like that. They're a new, it's and a new Ricky competition. Loves being the underdog. <laughs> yeah, he, he was loves like, yeah, he chance. was like, yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to do this story. So how, how many have they got? Sixteen. Okay, well they'll go to. Mm. Uh, what is it, 33 mm. um, come the weekend because <laughs> yeah. there'll be 17 that have, have another game. But the thing is, yeah, so Joey, Joey Leilua is the most experienced with six, so that means that there's 10. Well, Jerry um, Croker's got Jerry Croker. one got or two, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Isn't that amazing? But the, a so lot of a lot of finals debutantes. Mm, mm. So it'll be very interesting to see how they handle it. I think, and a lot of people have thought, oh, I wonder how the Sharks are going to handle it, and knowing that there's a bit of pressure for them to yes. win the grand final yes. this year. Uh, but the Raiders have got a lot to cope with. Down but there it is a home game. Good point. Yep. So, you know, if you want to take watch your from Yeah, want to get an experience in finals, it's good to be doing it at home. For sure. Uh, all right, so let's have a look at the games. Friday night. It's the Broncos up against the Titans at Suncorp. I reckon there's 45,000-plus in attendance. Uh, and again, one of these situations, big brother up against little brother. Maria? Are the Titans little brother anymore? Yes. yes. Yes, they're still little. Well, yeah. they're, they're little brother to the Bronx. Yeah, true. I think they're, they're, they're getting there, though. And um, there was a great story this week that Pam did as well with Preston Campbell sort of saying, you know, Titans have finally started attracting big-name players, players who are in the beginning of their career or, or about to hit some really good years. Um, and they're developing a great squad. And Neil Henry's great, but the Broncos will win. <laughs> Wow. Jeez. Okay. You, you sort of smoothed you those. Keeping, keeping it positive for both teams there. Yep. Pam? Um, yeah, interesting because either it's going to be either Nathan Friend's last game or it's going to be Corey Parker's last game, so that's a big one. Um, and also, I don't know how to say his last name, Tom Opachik. Is that how you say Opechek. it? Opechek. Opechek. Um Yeah, so he's out. And then Jonas Pearson will come in on the wing, Jordan Kahu into centres. Yeah, look, I think Broncos will be too good in this. Um, I th- I th- but I think their only weakness is their right-hand side in defence. Mm. I'd almost, if I was the coach, which I'm obviously not, I'd switch Conrad Hurrell out to the left side uh, in attack mm. and get him running at James Roberts all day. Mm. Uh, mm. If there's any chance of uh, scoring points, I think that's, that's probably where, they, uh, where they're going to go if they need it. Focus all that, uh, focus all that attack on that. Uh, their left-hand side, Broncos right. Well, that's interesting because the news that Pam told us that uh, mm. Tom Upchek is out. So Jordan Kahu will go from le- uh, from right wing to left centre. Mm-hmm. Um, so Conrad Hull, I don't care who Conrad's running at. Um, yeah, it's, it's I all was, good. I was surprised yeah, at the true. pace that he showed um, last week when he scored that try. Mm. Um, I thought uh, that, that surprised me a lot. So uh, I, I think if the Broncos side that played against Melbourne turns up, they win. Yeah. But I don't think we've seen that from the Broncos consistently over the last five weeks. I know they've won five on the trot, but haven't seen that consistently. It, I, I know that they're a very consistent side, the Titans. As strange as it seems, six weeks in, it's the Hain factor that it's going to be crucial in this. And at this point, I still don't think, well, he's nowhere back to what he used to be, but I, I still don't think you can just come out and turn it on. Yeah. yeah. It's also his, his first finals game since 2009. Is that right? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, but remember what happened in 2009. I do. It was. Yeah, it was great. There's a bit of talk too that they're not jelling as well as they were before. It would be hard. Yeah, yeah. Spanner in the works. Yeah. He was in the halves and then he was at fullback as well. So it's, he's taken up some and David crucial Mead positions. David Mead is a great player. Too. Yes. Yep. Well, he's getting a game, um, which is good to see. On the wing. On the wing, yeah. I like him at fullback. Um, anyway. See, the Broncos have made an approach to David Mead. It's like <laughs> trying to upset your opponent in, the, in that week. Yeah, of course. Why not? Um, yeah, that, that'll be interesting. Um so I, I'm going to go for the Broncos, but I reckon if there's an upset this week, then that's it. Uh, Raiders up against the Sharks. This is the Saturday 5.30 game down at GIO Stadium. Pam? Yes, as we talked about before, the Sharks have a lot of experience going into this and they do have a lot that's kind of weighing on them this year. They, especially with that, would they win 15 or 16 games in a row? Yes. Um, so there was, there's a lot of kind of, I guess there's pressure on them to win the, finally get that that premiership this year. So, and this is, is kind of the best chance they've had for quite a long time, but the Raiders, man, what, what, 
how yeah. they just destroyed the West Tigers last week was amazing. And I came out of that game and I just thought, oh, my God, they're going to smash the Sharks this week. If yeah. the Sharks show up the way that they did last week, they are going to get annihilated. It looked like it, it, um, everything was just a bit unfinished last week against the storm. Like they, they would sort of get a sniff and get, mm. and, then, mm. and then, oh, no, it's dropped. Yeah. It's, on a, it's over the sideline. It's, it's totally disjointed. Yeah, they kind of look like the Bulldogs, to be honest. When you're struggling for a bit <laughs> of... Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no one looks like the Bulldogs, Maria. <laughs> okay, no. Well, yeah, yeah, it's true, actually. When um, you, but yeah, when you're struggling for a bit of form, yeah, it's those last passes that them, never go, yeah, that yeah. never hit um, the mark. So. Blake Austin today was down at Central Station helping Fox Sports launch their final series stuff. Um, Did he shake hands with anyone? Well, he had. He doesn't have a brace or a bandage Ooh. on anymore, but it looks like he's got a big sort of cut. Plate. Something, something's, something's happening in there. In there. I, don't, I don't think he'll play this week, but he looks like a big chance. He's mm. training with them. Yeah, well, they always said week two, if we get to week two, well, they will get to week two yeah. of the finals, then uh, it might even be week three of the finals, the way things are going. Um, I don't think Sharks fans should be so disappointed with what they did last week. If I was Shane Flanagan mm. this week, I'd be saying to them all week, you played well, you played well, you yeah, played yeah. well. Yeah. You mm. just didn't quite finish it. But Because I think... The confidence is thing that, that that's going to let them down. Yeah. So I'd be pumping up their confidence all week. They lost Joseph Paulo five minutes in, and they lost Chris Hyington six minutes in. So yeah. you got no, you, you, it upset completely your mm-hmm. rotation there. In saying all of that, I'm a little bit like you, Pam, at Leichhardt. Last week the Raiders just went bang, yeah. and Joseph Lailua. The Ugh. flick pass was like oh, I, got, I just got goosebumps when yeah. he said that. That was unreal. It could have gone anywhere. But it hit Jordan Rapana on but the, the chest. The thing yeah. is to to have kind of the audacity to tr- to do that, you yeah. know, to think like what gives you the right to think you can try that. Yeah, exactly. And the fact is that he just has that confidence, and it's incredible. Not I only love it, yeah, to conceive yeah. it and then execute it. Yeah, mm. unbelievable. And, and you know what he said after the game? Yeah, we practice that stuff. Yeah, he did too. Yeah. Yeah. Love they got a basketball court. They got a basketball court at Canberra this year, and apparently they've been playing basketball oh, a lot this year. And that's what they've been doing. Forget forget the wrestling tactics. Yeah, yeah. just a bit of people. It's like the chief. Bit of <laughs> one flew over the cookies. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, too air, early a reference yeah, for you girls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Juicy fruit. There you go. Um, all right. So what's going, going on? Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, wow. Generation X. Yeah. Exactly. Why? Are you why? Why? Yeah. Look, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm X. I'm X too. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> oh! That's a bit nasty. Oh. Uh, Dungeons um, and Dragons. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Raiders for me in that one. Uh, now, this is another cracker. I, I, In many ways, I think this is a grand final preview, and I think the side that wins this wins the grand final, Storm v. Cowboys. I could flip a coin. I don't know what to do anymore. Mm. I think it's interesting, the Storm. Nelson Asafa Salomona has uh, is off suspension and he's playing in the Queensland Cup, allegedly. I would check team sheets, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> they, I, I think, um, personally, whoever wins the forward battle will win the game. Mm. And, God, they're so good. I, I couldn't split them. Jason Tamalolo could well be the difference. Yeah. If he's, he if he's over his... He crack open oh. the Melbourne defence. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah look, <laughs> move look, quickly past. It's gonna, we're, all, we're all a bit shell shocked. It's going to be a cracker. Oh, <laughs> Jeez. That was excellent. Um, yeah, look, it's going to be... <laughs> that is the worst dad joke I've ever heard. This is going to be a cracker of a game, I think, if Storm can uh, Storm can you know, control Tamalolo. Uh, I think they go well on their way to win the game. However, I reckon if Cowboys can shut down those lead runners, Melbourne have so much success with hitting that lead runner on the uh, on the fringes and just getting, that, getting those points all the time. So... Um, Look, I have have gone Cowboys, 
but uh, they've just got to shut down those lead runners on the uh, fringes. Yeah, I think a couple of teams um, recently as well have kind of shown how to dismantle Storm. Obviously, their defensive, um, the way that they organise themselves is so structured as well and they kind of force teams to play that as well. And I think um, the Broncos did it a couple of weeks ago. Great just point. kind of, yeah, just passing on the fir- on the first tackle and, and things like that and just shaking yeah. things up yeah, a little yeah, bit exactly. and they just really opened it up. So I think if the Cowboys can play like that, which obviously they can, but whether yeah. or not they do, um, they can get the edge over Melbourne this week, I think. And Paul Green has urged Lachlan Coote and Michael Morgan to play a bit of football, mm. which will be because yeah, cause yet, <coughs> you're right. If the um, off the stuff, off the cuff stuff coming at the storm is the best way to beat them. So yeah, I'm excited. The problem with that yeah, it's is it's a high reward, Ooh, high, high risk. risk. Yes, exactly. Much. And the Broncos, it just all went right for them that night. Mm. The next week against the Roosters, they tried the same thing and they they were awful for yeah. for 35 minutes until Corey Oates made that break up field and then busted the whole game yeah. open. Yeah. Um, so that's the issue. The thing Do is you change what you've been doing and say, well, let's play a bit more expansive at the risk of your, your completion rates are at 68%. Well, kind of, they have to. I think haven't Melbourne beaten them twice this year? Yeah, yeah once without so, JT. Once without yeah, this, yeah, but you know what? That still counts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> counts You've got, right. You've got right. a point there, actually. It's pretty <laughs> yeah, they got two competition points, so there you go. <laughs> Sunday at Allianz Stadium, it's a home game for the Penrith Panthers against the Bulldogs' Bowie. Loser bows out. Who do you think? I've got Panthers in this one for the simple fact that, look, I originally had dogs, but I, I changed my mind on the way in here. Dogs, for some reason, <laughs> just, over the last six rounds, seven rounds, they are leaking a lot of points halfway through the second half. Mm. Now, I don't know because they're dropping too much ball and doing too much work, but they are just falling away in the second half a lot. Um, and I think that uh, that'll be the deciding factor once again in this game. Um, uh, Panthers, five-game winning streak. Bulldogs, three-game losing streak. Panthers, full of confidence. Young people can attack Bulldogs. I haven't seen any. All their attacking plays come off an accident. Luck. Um, There's no set plays that have worked for them, at least for the past three weeks. So unless something magical happens. Last tackle as well. That's a really good point. Greg Eastwood intercepted Belmore. Josh Reynolds off the boot, uh, picks it up and runs 80. Yeah. Um, Last week it was a bit slippery. Balls fell, intercepts, all that kind of thing. Yep. They yep. do not have a fifth tackle option. No. 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 There's, there's something no. uh, something off. I, I do think Sam Cassiano coming back is a great thing for them. Yeah. But um, I don't think it will help. Moses got to take a lot more. I think. Control. Yeah, I think there's two main things there. Obviously, Sam Cassiano coming back. It's weird, but he has. He holds a lot of power in he their really attack. Is, yeah. I agree. Um, and then Brett Morris going back to fullback. I think that that is going to be a really dangerous move because when he was playing consistently at fullback in 2015 he was he was they were always better when he was on the field and he was always in the top three players on the field he he did a lot for them so I feel like um they could really launch something this week but I've gone against the Panthers for the past five weeks or something like that and they just keep winning so um yeah it could go either way it'll just depend what Bulldogs team shows up. It's really scary because I agree with both points you made. Sam Cassiano is a huge inclusion and Brett Morris, I think they're more dangerous attack. Like he's so safe, Will Hopawade, but I don't think he offers the the attacking options Mm. that certainly Brett Morris does. And and from a tip sheet point of view, there's a lot more to go on now for the Penrith Panthers players with Brett Morris at fullback. Can I ask a quick question? Yes. Um, Should the Bulldogs proceed to the next week? They'll be playing Friday, Saturday. Um, Does Will Hopawade come back? I think no. Uh, well, it'd be interesting to see how the 80 minutes plays out. Depends yeah. how Brett Morris plays. Depends how other players around there, Kerrit Holland, uh, Tyrone Phillips, et cetera, play. Yeah. But it's a really good point.
Mm. It's a really good point. What is you would presume, I reckon, Des gets him back in there. But what but, if they win? But, yeah. if they, if they win, they win by fifty. 50 yeah. With Morris pushing up in the middle, yeah. offloads. He scores and, three or four tries. Yeah, yeah. win by yeah. win by fifty. Just, what, you wouldn't gonna, be able to move him. him. But Des Hasler yeah. is a he. He shows a lot of loyalty to his players, and that's a strength and a weakness yes. at times. Yeah. Um, the Panthers, no McKendrick, no Regan Campbell, Gillard. If you're the dogs, you're trying to get them down and get dirty. And I, I don't know whether you can with this brilliant attacking side. Um, I'm going to go with the Panthers, as and, and I like the fact that you mentioned they're young players who are unencumbered by fear. And to me, Nathan Cleary and Bryce Cartwright and Matt Moylan, doesn't matter the stage, they're ready. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think with all their attacking prowess, they can beat the Bulldogs on Sunday. So there you go, we've got it sorted. Uh, we've gone through the matches, uh, we worked out how it's going to be. Uh, and that is um, the Big League Magazine run to the finals podcast. Um, up next, we've got... Stats galore. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. Welcome back to the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast. We're in the finals. We're there, week one. We're excited about it. Remember, we're brought to you by Slater and Gordon. If you've got a legal issue to tackle, give them a call. one 800 Time now for our, well, before we get to our fearless predictions, I want to tell you about this new competition that we're about to run. Stand by for a code word, ladies and gents. And when you hear that code word within the podcast, it's going to happen over the next three weeks, either today, uh, next week, or the week three of the finals. You've got to email that code word to bigleague at newslifemedia.com.au. Bigleague at newslifemedia.com.au. Once you've got that code word, you've got to give us your, your details around that, and you'll be in the chance. The first one in will win for themselves two tickets to the grand final, platinum category reserve seating, plus two nights accommodation. So basically you'll go in camp for the grand final mm-hmm. and get everything sorted, you know. Big game, early night, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then you'll also get a gift from the Rugby League experience. So it's valued at over $2,000. Great prize. So stick around for the code word. Code word? Maybe not so. Not, <laughs> not this week. Not this week. Not this week. No, guess what? We're listen make, next week. Guess what? We're going to make you listen next week. <laughs> yeah, what a shock. Social media star of the week. Uh, it's a fun segment that we have here. Maria, have we got a winner for this week? We sure do. Our friend, uh, fake Dave Smith, in retirement, has a lot of time to Photoshop. <laughs> Um, Hang on. Oh, whatever he's, he's fa- doing. If he's fake Dave Smith. He's fake Dave Smith. Right. So, yeah. He's look, still very active on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> very much. Um, very busy. Yeah, very busy. He has already, you might not be able to say this, but jump on Twitter and have a look. Uh, Photoshop Jason Tamalolo throwing an egg, <laughs> which... <laughs> That is great. It's necessary. That is great. Cracks me up. Well done. Wow. Great job. So we will retweet that out to uh, Big League Magazine. We'll retweet that out. So uh, uh, check it out. Well done, uh, fake Dave fake Smith. Dave. Yeah. Fake Dave. Uh, now we get to our fearless predictions. Let's go mm-hmm. back before going forward. Mm. Uh, last week, Maria, you said Benji would get three try assists in round 26. Uh-uh. Look, yeah, but in my defence, mm. uh, one line break, one line break assist, one try assist. So 
Good so, game. Good game. Good I didn't. Game. I didn't get the. I didn't get the. No, not I think I'm not trying to claim these points, guys. But he had a good attacking game, is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. And what about mm, what about Whaley off camera was just looking at me going. <laughs> <laughs> this is a face you usually make around me. It wasn't a strong That's defense. Just my face. It wasn't a strong defense. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, Pam, yeah. uh, you thought Manly might defeat the Panthers. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, what an idiot. I'm an idiot. Didn't want to say but it. But it's fearless. But it's fearless. I was fearless. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah unlike, it's fearless. Unlike some people. Now, listen, <laughs> I get accused of this every week. My was, I got all eight sides in the seating that they went into the semifinals with. So but we all knew they were yeah, going to exactly. finish in that no, position. We didn't. We, yes, we no, we didn't. We probably need to ask the people. Maybe we should ask the people, do you think that Jimmy's predictions are fearless enough? Do you think that he's really putting it on the line? Like, tell us what it was, you think. It's it almost was, as bad as the Gold Coast were going to sell over 20 whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're going to double their They were going to double their annual average crowd. Uh, that was, Duh. Did, did you give yourself a point for that? I did. You did. did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, hey, since I've been gone, can I just say, you guys have made an absolute mockery of this competition. You've been giving your, you've been giving you've been giving yourself half points oh, and yeah, look, having yeah, a couple right. of goes <laughs> at it. You know what? At least we do I've the been table gone for a couple week. of weeks and it's absolutely a couple of weeks. Gone. It's gone. Look. Tell you what, in your absence, the podcast has run smoothly. That's anyway, true. That's actually, yeah, separate, we've, separate we've, issue. Separate issue. Big oh, let's get <laughs> let's get to the scoreboard. Then I'm on three point five, almost unassailable. Uh, Pam's on two point five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of these point five, uh, Maria's on one point five, uh, and because you've been away, you lose a point every time you're away. <laughs> so you're on minus seven point five, <laughs> just for good measure, Bowie. All right, now Maria. <laughs> Yes. We've got week one of the semifinals. What is your fearless prediction? My fearless prediction is that Panthers will win 13 plus. Whoa. Okay. No, that's fearless. Don't give yeah. me that. No, okay, it, no, no, no. Okay. it's fearless. It was just the same thing. sort of <laughs> prediction. <laughs> we should have talked about this before yeah, we right. went live. Oh, really? No, no, well, it's just a little bit different. Okay, great. Okay. All right. Um, oh, something on the spot. Yeah, you um, didn't have that, did you? No. Right. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> mine is that Brett Morris is going to eat. Either score three tries or have three try assists. So three tries Which are going to happen around him. Which one is it? Either. So he no, could well, score two tries and have a try assist. Yeah. Is he scoring three tries or is he... Three tries. See, this, this is, not, is exactly no, what I was talking about. Did I start up? Good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Three so, try involvements. Yeah, right. yeah. fair enough. <laughs> It's a new stat. It's a new so, stat. So if he passes the ball from dummy half, is that a no, no, is no. It tri- is, it, is it a try assist? So if he gets three try assists, then that's fine. If he scores three tries, that's fine. If he has two yeah, try sure, assists no and a try. Yeah, yeah, sure. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Thank yeah, you, it's, Jimmy. It's, it's quite legitimate. Thank you. Uh, Bowie, you're blowing. What have you got? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, uh, it's, it's on the Panthers-Bulldogs game. I'm saying Panthers will score 18-plus points after the 50-minute mark. Oh, my God. Wow. I said earlier. So in the last 20 yeah. minutes of the dogs, game. Dogs, yeah, dogs, last, dogs have been leaking last points half an hour, yeah. in the last half hour. I think it's going to happen again this week. So I'm 18 plus points um, past 50 minute mark. Okay, so okay. you've gone 13 plus. You've gone lots of points late, but you've gone the opposite, really. Yeah. You've gone Bulldogs scoring. Yeah, yeah so that's gonna... why it is fearless. Bulldogs are going to score three tries. That's there you what go. Think. There you go. Uh, mine, um, I'm going to go to the Storm versus Cowboys game, and I'm going to say that Cameron Munster is going to run for more metres than anyone else on the field, and it will be over 200. So it's a double-edged. Yeah. What if he makes? What if, if he makes he runs... 201 and Jesse Bromwich runs for 205, I lose. What if he, what if he makes the most, but he only runs 175 metres? I lose. 
Okay. Guys, we've had a we've okay. had a comment on this. Is it a fearless prediction if it takes two minutes to explain? <laughs> Great point, Josh. I, I agree. Who's that aimed I'm at? with you. Look, not me because mine took 15 seconds. It wasn't me, was it? It wouldn't be you. Probably. You've been absent for seven weeks. So he just keeps asking questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that, so you... You know? Yeah. Yeah. We were doing yeah. fun without him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's fearless. So well Thank done. Thank you. Thanks. Got doing no, fun no without me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is it, notes. ladies and gents. That's the Big League magazine. Sure is it. Hey. Oh, please don't surprise us all and not turn up next week. Fantastic. Brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Remember, if you've got a legal issue to tackle, give them a call. 1-800-555-777. Enjoy the first weekend of the finals. Woo. Go to the National Rugby League. We might see the giant fairy tale of all time. One kick, one moment in time. It looks 